You're listening to the Flourish and Grow to CEO podcast. This is episode 38. Are you a lady boss making 50 to 100,000 in your business and you're ready to break through that six-figure barrier? Have you done a great job of creating a nice life as the ultimate gig master, but know your inner CEO is calling you to greater heights? You're in the right place if you want to create and implement solid fundamentals in your business without sacrificing fun. I'm Pam Ivey. I'm certified in small business management, and I concentrate in the areas of training and certifying real estate assistants coaching and mentoring entrepreneurs in online business, marketing, growth, and profit acceleration. And I take men and women business owners aged 40 plus to bucket list destinations around the world for a month at a time to work, explore, and live in community. And I'm Jane Gary, known as the sales strategist for the non-salesperson. And I work with business owners who want to increase their conversion rate, shorten their sales cycle, and have more impact and influence with the work they do all while having more fun with selling. Hi, and welcome back, everyone, to the Flourish and Grow to CEO podcast. Today, we have a very interesting topic for you. And it's, are you engaged in marketing malpractice? Wow, how sinister it sounds, right? (laughs) Well, maybe you can relate to this. Are you moving on too quickly from your marketing tactics versus not moving on quickly enough? Are you focusing on tactics without a strategy? Do you feel pressure, like you feel like you have to be everywhere? And are you focusing on the latest and the greatest trends versus focusing on the basics? Of course, it's a play on words, but we aim to keep things fun around here at Flourish and Grow. But there are a few things you might be doing with your marketing that could be sabotaging your results. We know this because we see it time and time again. The first sabotaging practice is rampant in the small business community, and I'm guilty of this one myself, truth be told. It's focusing on tactics without a clear strategy. So, Jane, maybe you can explain tactics versus strategy again, because I know you do it so clearly. So a strategy is the overall plan that you have with with a clear, concise end result that you're trying to get. So for example, my strategy is to lose a certain amount of weight by November of 2022 because we will be going to Buenos Aires and I want to tango and I want to look hot in a, you know, a slinky dress. So yeah. my strategy <laughs> is to be able to hit the tango dance floor looking and feeling Great. That's my strategy. Now, you you will notice in there, there was nothing about how I was going to do that or what I was going to do to make sure that I got that result. So that, that therein lies the conundrum that most people feel or think or experience, which is the strategy is what I'm going to do. Now, the strategy is the ultimate outcome that I am aiming for, which is to hit the dance floor, do the tango, looking and feeling like a million bucks. The tactics are going to be how I'm going to make that happen. So a tactic, one of the tactics would be 
making sure my nutrition is clean. Another tactic would be making sure that I'm logging my nutrition so I'm not eating more than I think that I actually am. Another tactic would be hiring a personal trainer. Another tactic would be mixing up cardio and weight training. So tactics are the implementable steps that you actually do to get to your end result. The strategy is the overarching theme of what you want to accomplish. Perfect. So tactics are the thing you, things you do, like posting on social media or sending out a promotional email or buying a Facebook ad. That's tactics. Strategy, on the other hand, is the plan to move you forward toward your vision or goals. So we're all guilty of this. I know we are. We need to bring in clients so we immediately jump into doing something, anything to get the ball rolling, right? The trouble is we often jump from tactic to tactic. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) So here's your plan of attack to avoid wasting time and sabotaging your results. First, you set your vision or your goals for your marketing efforts. Let's say you want to create five leads to have sales conversations with in the next two to three weeks. So you create your strategy for achieving that goal. So here's an example. Through greater visibility and education, I'll make more people aware of my services and attract the right people to connect with me. Now it's the time to decide on your tactics to work the strategy. So in order to gain the visibility I desire and educate my audience, I'm going to use the following activities to achieve my goals. I'll post on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram five times each this week. And I'm going to post with information about why coaching is important for small business, the types of things that people can achieve with a coach, say how to choose a coach, how to prepare for a coaching session for the best results, and why I'm the perfect choice for you. I'll also send out an email to my list twice this week. Emails, tactics. So in the first message, I'll talk about the types of clients that I work with, and I'll share some results that they've gotten along with some testimonials. In the second message, I'll make an open invitation to have a no-obligation conversation with me to see if it's right, the right fit. And here's the third tactic. I'll purchase a Facebook ad and cap it at $10 per day, leading prospects to my 10 steps to getting ultimate results with a business coach lead magnet, and I'll add those people to a new automated welcome sequence using the same subjects I outlined for my Facebook posts, and I'll deliver them every second day. So can you see how this structured framework will keep you much more focused and it really drives you towards your goal of getting five leads for discovery calls? It really saves you from jumping from here to there, a smattering of this and that, that'll most likely result in dun-dun-dun, crickets. (laughs) And nobody (laughs) wants to hear crickets. I think that was, I think that was really great. And that is what happens. It's so simple in theory and we just allow it to get complicated because, uh, for a lot of reasons, number one, I think we're all secretly in search of the one thing that we need to make sure that our business does what we, what we want it to do. Mm-hmm. So jumping from tactic to tactic to tactic, and it is very much like the weight loss example where I'll, I'll go over here and do keto for today, but now I'm missing my carbs. So tomorrow I'll just make sure I count the calories, but now I don't know what I'm doing. And so the third day I'll just, I'll just drink protein shakes all day. You know, so it's kind of in our rush to make the results happen. We start jumping all around 
doing different tactics. But the big problem is when those tactics don't align with each other and they don't work to support each other, then they work independently. And when a tactic works independently, it actually doesn't work because it doesn't support the overall strategy. So we've talked about this before where the vision comes first, the strategy should support the vision, and then the tactics support the strategy. Perfect. So this second sabotaging practice, it leaves you frustrated and just plain tired. And that's the notion that you have to be absolutely everywhere. You're posting on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube. And because you heard from a friend that it's working for them, you jump into TikTok too without even knowing who's on there and how to work the platform. And I bet you that sounds familiar too. Well, stop the madness. Ain't nobody got time for that. You're simply spreading yourself too thin. You're doing yourself a great disservice and you're going crazy in the process. I know because I've been there. <laughs> Unless you've got a huge team working on all of this stuff for you, that's all you're going to be doing. Forget about mm. working with clients and making money. You simply won't have time. So pick one, two, the very, very top three. And that's really pushing it. And then you just, you totally dominate those platforms. So really learn how to, how the platform works so you can get the most out of it. You post on a regular, consistent basis, engage with your audience, and remember, have a clear vision of what you want to achieve with each platform, along with a strategy of how you're going to get there. So there we go with the vision and strategy again. And when we're working with social media, quit thinking about, you know, this is a really good business tactic for me. Social media is like going to a party. You're going to see friends and make new friends. That's what social was originally created for. So that's how you want to be using it is to build relationships so that people really get to know, like, and trust you. That's when people want to do business with you, right? Yeah, I think that building the relationships really can't be overlooked. And if you think about Back in the day when dinosaurs roamed the earth, otherwise it was when you and I started the workforce. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was no, there was, there was literally no internet. Imagine that. So social media wasn't even a, a term or a concept or anything. And what did you have in business? You had a phone and you had snail mail and that was basically it. So building relationships just was such a natural extension of what you did when you were in business, because it was very clear, there was no other way to do that. And really, why would you want another way to do that? Relationships are, are, are really the driving force behind kind of being on the planet, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But then at the age of e-commerce and digital media. And, and so now what happened is we all got used to sitting behind a keyboard, tap, tap, tapping away and calling that connecting. And it's not that you can't connect on social media or you can't connect virtually. You absolutely can. And it is, it's a benefit. And I think it's really kind of a, a privilege to be able to work in the world in which we live now with that kind of access to people all over the globe. It's really pretty cool. But one of the downsides that has come with social media and the online business world is that people start thinking in terms of strategy of how can I promote? How can I sell? How can I make people aware of what it is that I do and what I have to offer? And it's 
relationships have taken a, a second seat or a back seat to, hey, how do I make sure that people know what my business is? Mm-hmm. So rather than, hey, how do I make sure I know what my business is? I'd rather everybody ask the question, hey, how do I connect with other people so I can find out more about who they are and we can support each other? I, oh, that was so well said. But it's so true. You know, naturally over time when you build a relationship, people are going to be interested in what you do and what you have to offer. So don't mm-hmm. rush it. Really build those relationships. And I know I've been guilty too because, you know, you get to that point where you're just thinking, I got to do something. So you start pushing and then you see people unfriending you or unfollowing you. And that's why, because you're not making any efforts to really build relationships. So you can pop right. into somebody's DM or PM and just send them a message about a really cool post that you enjoyed. However, you would start, you know, a conversation at a party. Just go for it. Make friends. I mean, that's a really nice way to look at it too, right? Just be a really nice person and make some new friends. Yep. Hey, lady boss, do you think like a CEO? When your business starts taking off, you're ready to scale up. At this point, you've got to stop thinking of yourself as a solopreneur and start thinking of yourself as the CEO of your company. If you remain in the mindset of a one-person operation, then you won't be able to grow. You'll never have the time, energy, or expertise to do everything by yourself, and your business won't be the success that it has the potential to be. So are you thinking like a CEO? Take our free assessment to find out. You can find it at flourish.biz forward slash think. That's F-L-O-U-R-I-S-H dot B-I-Z forward slash T-H-I-N-K. Once again, that's flourish.biz forward slash think. All right, lady boss, let's get back to the show. Awesome. So the final sabotaging kind of practice that we're going to look at is focusing on the latest and the greatest trends versus focusing on the basics. And honestly, this is where you can really drive yourself around the bend because there's a new trend or, you know, a new tactic jumping on board all the time. Right now, while Jane and I are recording this, there's somebody in the industry, well, I'll say his name, Danny Innie, He's very well respected, has a very large following, and he's talking about hybrid courses at the moment, hybrid hybrid online courses. So everybody's jumping on that bandwagon right now. I think we really have to get back to basics. And Jane, you touched on it so beautifully. Before we had internet, what did we do? We picked up the phone. We visited somebody's office. Those are the basics for sales. Well, we need to get back to the basics in marketing. So some of the other trends that I've been seeing lately are sales funnels, quizzes, oh my God, challenges. Every time you open your email, there's another challenge or another giveaway. And whatever else is the next big million dollar generating idea, don't get me wrong. They can all be really great tactics, but are they right for you and your business? That's something we really have to think about before we jump on that bandwagon. And as I said, Jane and I are definitely guilty of this too. When when we first partnered, we spent a fortune on a couple of training programs because they were touted as kind of the be all and we thought we could really work them. 
Well, one was membership sites and the other was on live experience, experiential launches. Do we have a membership site? Nope. Although one's coming. I mean, do mark my words. One's coming, right? <laughs> and have we done a live launch yet? Mm, uh-uh. And, you know, that too is coming. But <laughs> we jumped on the trend band- bandwagon before working on our vision and strategy. So as Jane has, she, she loves this, and I totally agree with her, we invested out of order. So we need to get to, back to the basics, Right. In previous articles, we've talked about the ATIS marketing method, and that's attracting new people to our world, maintaining their interest in what we have to say and do, create a desire for what you have to offer, spur prospects to take action and buy from you. And then once they've bought, we maintain their happiness with your product or service, and we motivate them to purchase from us again or refer us to others. But I like the way the process is explained by someone I follow, although it's certainly not her process, but it's much easier to remember. Attract, engage, nurture, invite, and delight. So it's all the same ingredients, but I just find that so easy, kind of rolls off the tongue. Attract, engage, nurture, invite, delight. So many small business owners focus on the nurture step in the process. And they don't think a lot about the attract step, honestly. So nurturing is definitely important, but we've got to be continually attracting new clients to our community. To do this, we don't jump on to the next fancy schmancy latest trends. We get back to the basics. Good old fashioned networking. Teach a class for one of your colleagues who has a similar audience that you'd like to attract. Build a community and a Facebook group and serve them. Engage with them and build relationships. Ask for referrals. Reconnect with past clients. And speak at local and virtual events. These are all excellent ways to attract new people into your community. Sometimes we're looking for a magic bullet that'll make all our marketing dreams come true And unfortunately, dear listener, they don't exist. When you hear someone becoming an overnight success with some awesome new method, remember that they've probably tried a thousand different things before getting lucky, and it took them probably 10 years to become that overnight success. So Jane, have you anything to add about what we talked about? Definitely the basics. Well, the fundamentals which are the basics when those aren't in place, it's, it's kind of like having a team of horses where you have one, one horse that's sort of favored and pampered and out over here, you know, the team has to be pulling together. Otherwise you're not, you're not going to be able to move forward. And without the fundamentals and the basics in place, which again, simple in theory, but, but can be very challenging to execute us included. um, It's, it's, it, it makes your business just, it can be a lot more of a struggle than it really needs to be. So watch the foundations, watch the basics, really understand the difference between a strategy and a tactic. And, you know, Pavarotti had a great quote one time, and I'm going to share that with the disclaimer that nothing in life is kind of as simple as boiled down to one quote, in my opinion. But I love this. I love this quote, which is, 
is he was trying to figure out what he wanted to be when he grew up. And his father said to him, pick a chair and sit in it. And I remind myself of that a lot of times because as business owners and entrepreneurs, most of us have to tend, most of us tend to have creative minds, which means they can be busy and restless and always on the hunt for the new thing and the next best thing and the shiny object. And if you're not wired like that, then for people who are more analytical, then it's going to be, well, what's going to get me to the results fastest? And sometimes mm-hmm. picking a chair and sitting in it, it's not sexy. It's boring. There's nothing glamorous about it. And it's sure not exciting. Pick a chair and sit in it. But oftentimes that is actually the thing that will get you the results that you want as quickly as possible. And that's the sexy part, <laughs> right? <laughs> Ooh, I'm, I really like that. Pick a chair and sit in it. Yep. I'm totally going to keep that in mind. Well, I hope that helped people to know that they, one, don't have to be everywhere and they don't have to be purchasing million dollar programs because they're, you know, a lot of them are so expensive out there. So don't invest out of order. Know where you are. Have a strategy. So really think about where you want to be. Really great time frame is three months, six months, a year out. And then work backwards and figure out what pieces you need to put in place and where you have to be and, you know, what you have to do to get there. And I think that will make things feel so, it, as, as Jane said, you know, not as much of it as a struggle and certainly a lot less overwhelming. So that wraps up another episode of Flourish and Grow to CEO. We hope you have a wonderful week. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next time. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week on the Flourish and Grow to CEO podcast. Be sure to visit our website at flourish.biz. That's F-L-O-U-R-I-S-H dot biz, where you can subscribe to the shows in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss an episode. You can also find our show notes and resources there too. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, We'd love for you to leave a rating on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would sure help us out too. Now, get out there and flourish.